Let's call it a low light from yesterday's loss to the Chicago Bears. Soldier Field Bears win 24-17. Joining me after every Packers game, of course, Greg Matzik, Monday morning quarterback, presented by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Steve. All right, so you, uh, you watched the game. I watched the game yesterday. In, in many ways, this game reminded me a lot of other losses this year, especially road losses. They struggle, they come back, and then they wet the bet after that to uh, close it out. Uh, very similar to a lot of losses that we've seen play out this year in 2018. Yeah, it was a you know kind of thing where I, I thought the offense made some nice adjustments in the second half, and they came down and found some rhythm, got into the end zone, got a field goal, so it, things started to turn. They had the two point conversion as well, and uh, all of a sudden you're looking at it, and it's fourteen fourteen. You're in the fourth quarter. Aaron's got the ball back in his hands, and what are you going to do? I mean, it, it's crunch time, and, and that's where the MVP quarterback has got to lead his team back to getting points on the board. And instead, they go three and out and back-to-back drives. In between those drives was a Bears touchdown. That's where the game changed. And it is a familiar storyline. It's a frustrating storyline and one that, that, that has to get figured out. Their inability to finish this year is what co- cost Coach Mike McCarthy his job. So Aaron Rodgers has played in a lot of years in this league. And I, I, Doug and I were, were chatting before the uh, Monday morning quarterback started about, you know, I, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers – is the the whole blame for the season, but he he clearly is not playing up to his level, which is very high. As those of us who have watched him playing in, in Green Bay for all these years, so so what is the problem with this team? Is it Aaron Rodgers' leadership on the field? Is it the the play calling? Is it the lack of talent? What do you think is the big story here? I, I think there's, I think anything you think is an issue probably is, and and it it is so widespread in my opinion. And, you know, but the Packers are paying Aaron Rodgers $100 million not to be average. Aaron got outplayed by Mitch Trubisky yesterday. Watch the game. He got outplayed mm-hmm. by a second-year quarterback from North Carolina. Um, and, and that's frustrating to watch. Now, for years, you know, it was the talk of Aaron Rodgers being, a, you know, the great deodorant. He covers up anything else that stinks on the Packers team. And that's true. Uh, but this year it's not happening. So now you're, you've kind of regressed to the mean, quite actually below the mean. You're a sub-500 team. Um, and, and Aaron's not performing like a quarterback, um, MVP quarterback, but they're paying him to do that. So I, I have no doubt that Aaron Rodgers will have a bounce back year, but th- this has not been a strong season for Aaron Rodgers, uh, not at all, and not even using his comparatives from years past. Just look at the way quarterbacks are stacking up in the NFL. It's a, a very average season for Aaron Rodgers. One of the things I've been very critical of in 2018 is the defense. I know we have a new defensive quarter, Mike Patton. Uh, one of the texters said this team has squandered the last five years with an unaccept- unacceptable defense. Is there is there something we can take away from the 2018 Mike Patton-led defense that gives the fans and the team some hope for 2019 that something's going to be different? I frankly don't see it. Yeah, there may be some slight improvements. Yes, they've been challenged by injuries, but for me... I don't see enough there that says, i got to bring this guy back. You know, I, I, we might be watching different games, because I've actually been quite impressed with Mike Patton. Explain why you're impressed. I, because they have nobody who can get to the quarterback yet they're in the top five in sacks. That, that's impressive to me. He's, he's, working with, he's not working with chicken salad. He's working with the other side of it. Um, his entire defensive line, the projected started defensive line, gone with Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels, and Muhammad Wilkerson. You had Fatal Brown starting yesterday and getting significant. That is true. Tyler that Lancaster. is true. I mean, it, it, who are some of these guys? It, 
Eddie Pleasant was was wreaking havoc, right? I mean, so injuries are a part of it, but he was not stacked with a full deck, that's for sure. But he found ways to get to the quarterback. The Bears and Packers entered yesterday's game with the same amount of sacks, which is remarkable to think of. But he's had to draw it from different areas uh, of the field. And by doing that, you kind of end up pulling guys out of the secondary. Um, and I think the secondary is, is developing. And, and you know, I think they hit on a draft pick in Jair Alexander. And Kevin King obviously needs to stay healthy. But they, they've got some pieces to work there. Uh, but I, I, there's more coming from this defense, I thought, than in years past. If you think that, that there's an improvement, and clearly you do. So given the fact that uh, it, it's, I would say, at least 50-50 that, that Coach Joe Philbin won't be back, and he's the interim coach, I should say. Do you think it's likely that uh, a coach like Mike Patton will be retained by whoever is the next coach of the Green Bay Packers? It depends what direction they go in. So if, if they go with a more offensive-minded coach, I think there's a decent chance, better than 50%, that Mike Patton comes back. Uh, if they go with a defensive-minded coach, just throwing a name out there, like Vic Fangio, um, though I don't think he'll be the next head coach, but I think if you get a defensive-minded coach, you're probably looking at installing his defensive system uh, where Mike Pett might be looking for a job somewhere else. So I think it's a matter of what direction the Packers go in. Uh, my gut feeling says they'll go in the offensive-minded direction. And the Bears are a decent example. Uh, they held on to Vic Fangio when Matt Nagy was brought in. Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy is a, a brilliant offensive mind, um, but they needed that defensive mind, and the Bears' defense was strong last year, and they wanted to keep Fangio. The Packers tried to get Fangio, but he was retained by the Bears, uh, even though they had a new head coach. Greg Matzik, Steve's committee, joining a Monday morning quarterback presented by Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. After the break, let's talk about 2018. We have two games left. What do those two games hold for the Packers? Coach Joe Philbin, interim coach. Mike Patton, who I mentioned, defensive coordinator. What does the rest of the season look, look like as we uh, look forward now out of the playoffs to 2019. Monday morning quarterback, more next right here on WTMJ. Monday morning quarterback, Greg Matzik, Steve Scafidi with you on WTMJ. You can uh, join in as well on the Academic Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620. All right, you said I'm nuts on defense, Greg, so what ails Aaron Rodgers? I've said, yeah, there's some blame there. I'm not going to hang it all on Aaron Rodgers. Your take on his season, the entire season, 2018, and uh, maybe what's ailing him this year? Yeah, so... This will be interesting to, to figure out what happens in the next couple of weeks. So is Aaron Rodgers' injury the kind that would force him to be shut down, put on IR the rest of the season? At this time of the year, when, when guys are even a little bit beat up and there's no thought of the playoffs, I mean, guys go on injured reserve for a hangnail. So it, I'll be curious to see how many IR players there are with the Packers. Now, Aaron said he wants to play, um, but he's also hinted that he might need surgery on his knee following this season. So well, Is that a is smart that- decision to play him, then, if that's the case? Yeah, so I, I, I don't know the, the full extent of his knee injury. Uh, my gut feeling would be to say these games are meaningless. And if, if he is injured, I think the Packers medically will understand that better than anyone else. And if they put him on IR, I think that will tell the story. Um, but you know, these, these games, in my opinion, are, are really no different than preseason games. You're, mm-hmm. you're trying to showcase some talent and maybe some younger guys and, and, you know, just try and finish out as strong as you can. But, um, I appreciate the leadership of Aaron Rodgers that he wants to play. Um, business decision. I don't know if it's the smartest thing for the for the Packers to do, um, but you know, I, I just I look at the amount of throws he's missed this year versus previous years, Steve, and, it, and it's it's been a high number. Um, and and I don't I don't know what what to make of it really. I, I see him thread the needle on some amazing passes. Think about the the pass he threw to Randall Cobb for a touchdown against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was remarkable. Just an incredible throw in a tight window. Uh, 
And then yesterday, I'm, I'm seeing a wide open Marquez Valdez Scantling streaking toward the middle of the field, and, and Aaron misses him by by a couple of yards. And just that that, that is head scratching to me. That's a guy who won a one on one matchup. He beat his man, and that ball's got to be delivered on time and, and in the right spot. And we've seen him do it so many times. To not see him do it is head scratching. And, and that's what I mean when I say Aaron's not performing like an MVP. That, that, that those throws are completed. Those, any other year under Aaron Rodgers, those throws are competed. So it's one of a couple things. He's bothered by something, or the other side of it is his skills are eroding, and I'm not willing to say his skills are eroding just yet. Well, given the fact that he has made some of those incredible throws you just talked about, I, 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 of all the team, uh, players on this team, he's a guy I still have a lot of confidence in. Let's, uh, let's go take a call from Gordon calling from Wisconsin Rapids. Good morning, Gordon. You're on WTMJ. Hey, good morning, guys. Fantastic show. What do you think? Well, I think it's the offensive line. I think uh, Jason Spriggs has to go, and, and they got to build a good, firm foundation around Rodgers so he has time to, time to throw and feel comfortable. That's it. All right, thanks, Gordon. What, what do you think, Greg? Offensive line has been a, a bit of an issue. I think that the Packers tried to skirt the issue the last couple of weeks with so many backups on the field by getting that quick rhythm passing attack going. Uh, and that worked, but, you know, the Bears are, are such a good closing team that you're looking at three and four yards here and there. It's really a fight and a struggle to get down the field. Big plays are what gets you, you know, victories in the NFL, and, and the Packers missed out on those opportunities like the play I just talked about with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You know, a lot of discussion around, boy, the Packers should have taken T.J. Watt instead of Kevin King. And Mm -hmm. I know, you know, people in Wisconsin love T.J. Watt, but there was another guy out of Wisconsin the Packers passed up on when they traded down in that draft, and that was Ryan Ramchek, the starting offensive tackle for the New Orleans Saints, another guy out of Wisconsin that would have looked pretty good in a Packers uniform. Uh, I I think Brian Belaga's body is, it's it's breaking down. You can't count on him, I don't believe, for a full season. Um, I don't know if he'll be back next season. And I'd also be nervous about Jason Spriggs in the starting capacity. I think that would be reckless. Uh, so there's some decisions to make on the offensive line to the point where you, you, you wouldn't be disappointed if they went with an early pick to try and figure things out. Um, that's, again, not knowing what the free agent market's going to look like. But uh, Corey Lindsley and David Bakhtiari have played, I think, at a Pro Bowl level by and large. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been a little patchwork. Um, largely due to injuries with the rest of the guys. Greg Matzik, Steve Scafidi, Monday morning quarterback presented by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. Now the Packers have two first-round draft picks. If they keep them, they might trade up, as you alluded to. Um, so here's the challenge. You, you can use help on the offensive line, but you can also use help on the de- defensive line. Which is your priority going into 2019? Yeah, it's the toughest thing, right? Everybody wants those guys who can get to the quarterback, and everybody wants guys who can – you know, keep the, the guys who are trying to get to the quarterback away from the quarterback. So, uh, you know, what do you value? What do you need more? If, if I'm looking at things, I, I don't know that Clay Matthews will be back next year. His contract is pretty hefty. Uh, the Packers may end up having to pay Nick Perry to go away. I have no idea. That's a, an albatross contract with a guy who can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And then you're left with Reggie Gilbert and Tyler Fackrell. So something has to get figured out. And that could be a free agent pickup. Um, you know, that market will kind of uh, sort itself out once we get into March. But uh, it's also supposed to be a decent year from the college ranks with edge rushers. And that's, uh, again, this is seniors coming out. Not everybody has declared quite yet. But, I mean, how, how could you argue, right? Protect Aaron Rodgers or find somebody who can get to the opposing team's quarterback. 
uh, and get the best player available uh, in the, in those pursuits. Uh, I don't think you could argue with either direction. Yeah, well, I mean, considering that, as you said, they're le- they're you know one of the top teams when it comes to second and quarterback. Maybe you have to look at the offensive line. Uh, Norm from South Milwaukee is the line is on the line. You're on WTMJ. Norm, what's your question? Well, my question is, uh, what's your opinion? Who, who it is? I listened to Rogers talk yesterday. He blames everybody else but himself. It's his ego. Uh, what? How can you miss a guy by five yards? And you, like you said, with the pinpoint passing that he threw over the years, and all of a sudden he can't hit a guy wide open? Something's going on somewhere. Thanks for the call, Norm. Greg, so we talked about Rodgers. I've said I don't hang all the blame on him, but I'm not naive, and I've watched every game, either in person or on TV. He's definitely missing throws, and some of the throws he missed yesterday indicate, as you said, there might be an injury problem here that, that is you know, screwing up his mechanics. It might be, and I don't want to you know, just throw excuses out left and right. I mean, I, when I see him make a brilliant throw after missing what looks to be a, a routine throw for Aaron Rodgers, I, I wonder about that. Um, but, again, I wouldn't be surprised to see a bounce back here from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it has to happen, right? They're not paying him to be average. Mm-hmm. And, and when it's Aaron Rodgers and he's the quarterback and this is part of being a leader, you're going you're gonna to get the brunt of the criticism when mistakes are made. Uh, he owned up to a couple missed throws uh, in the postgame press conference yesterday. But he's had to do that more often than I can ever remember, Steve. And, and it's, it's, it's beyond just, you know, chemistry. And I think some, in some instances, yes, maybe he and a receiver aren't on the same page. There are some rookies running around out there. But he's missing Randall Cobb, you, you know, right? I mean, he's missing guys that he has had a connection with over the years. So I, I think it is a little bit concerning. And I, I don't think his skills are eroding just yet. I'm, I'm not willing to say that about Aaron Rodgers because of the things I see him do. Um, but he has to play closer to an MVP than Mitch Trubisky, right? I mean, he, he got outperformed by a second-year quarterback yesterday. Uh, just real quick before we go to break, Trubisky now in second year, he, he, is he the guy the Bears needed in that position? Well, he's a good fit, and I think they've, they very smartly put a, an offensive mind around him in Matt Nagy that, that keeps things kind of easy. When I watch the Bears play on offense, Steve, and what they're doing with Mitch Trubisky, that should have been the Packers' offense with Brett Hundley last year. Exactly. Where, where it's one read, and if it's not there, you go. It's, it's not overly complicated. Guys are schemed open. Uh, Brett had good feet, still does have good feet. Mitch has really good feet. He's actually quite fast. So he can get out of a, you can buy some time and get out of trouble to create a throwing lane or, or take it on his own. That's what the Packers' offense should have looked like last year with the backup quarterback. Um, and it's, it's, it's relatively efficient right now in Chicago. He doesn't have to be incredible for the Bears to win games. They have a good backbone with their defense and running game. Uh, but he's got to be good enough. And, and yesterday he was good enough. Greg Matzik, Steve's Committee Monday Morning Quarterback, presented by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. A few minutes left. He can still weigh in. 414-799-1620, the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. After the break, let's look ahead. Coaches, decisions on personnel. 2019 Packers, what will they look like? That's next right here on WTMJ. Hard to find the highlights from that game yesterday. There were a few, and uh, Greg Matzik joining in, Monday morning quarterback. All right, Greg. Oh, I've got to remember our sponsors, Potomotomy Hotel and Casino, the great folks there. Greg, all right, so let's look at coaching. Joe Philbin, interim coach, is he going to earn enough in the next two weeks to uh, retain that job, or, or are we going to look at, as a fan, as a franchise, going in a completely different direction? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's. I, I really don't think it'll be Joe Philbin's job. That's just a gut feeling. Um, you know, he was somewhat deflective when asked if he wanted to, you know, attack these next four weeks like it was a job audition. I think that was more out of respect for Mike McCarthy than anything else. 
Um, but I just feel like it's going to be a different direction. I, I kind of feel like it needs to be. It's a similar offensive mind as Mike McCarthy, and it, it, it might be just time for an overall change there. All right, and uh, we talked a little bit about the draft, so we, we mentioned the first-round picks. But when you try to restock this team, I take encouragement from this. The Bears had a horrific record the last couple seasons, and now here they are winning the NFC North, poised to go to the playoffs. It doesn't take that much to flip the switch, especially for a team like the Packers that have been used to success in the NFC North. Other than those first-round picks, where should the Packers be directing their attention, defense or offense? <laughs> Best players available, right? <laughs> they always uh, say that. Of, well, it, it, it's true. I mean, but, but you're looking at a team that's got, that has a variety of holes, and I think you, it, it, you can, it's hard to predict, right? I mean, we look at this team in December of 2018 and say, well, they need this and that. Well, those needs can change pretty dramatically by the time August rolls around. You know, based upon injuries, Packers didn't need a receiver a few years ago. Then Jordy got injured in a preseason game, and it was kind of a mess. So um, that that really is why the best player available mantra rolls around uh, the NFL. Um, but if you're looking from a free agent standpoint, you know, Brian Gutekunst was pretty active, but his free agents just didn't pan out terribly well. Um, I, I'd like to see Jimmy Graham in a different scheme. I, I, I think tight ends have a lot of work to do in the Packers' current offensive system, so I'm not willing to say he's done just yet. Um but, you know, Muhammad Wilkerson got injured. That didn't really pan out. But Shaw Breeland's been a pretty good pickup kind of midseason. So it's always hit and miss when you play the free agent game. But I like a GM who's going to take some swings. And if he misses on occasion, that's going to happen. Nobody bats a thousand. Interesting that a player that's not on the team could be the biggest story in this division and uh, and on the, on the Packers is uh, Cleo Mack, that the uh, inability to get him on your roster before the season uh, we only got about 30 seconds. So that decision, at least that effort, fell short. That could be the uh, the difference in uh, 2018. Yeah, I, he's an amazing player. He really is. And he was pretty dominant yesterday at times. I think he sacked Aaron Rodgers with his back at one time. So, <laughs> That's right. Uh, he, he torched the Packers in two opportunities. But, uh, you know, back to the offensive line, I think there are some struggles there in pass blocking. Yeah, the run blocking, I think, has been pretty good this year overall, especially given the rotation of bodies. Um, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, I think they're – there's some bright young running backs there. It's some decent talent, but the overall depth of the roster is, is what's concerning. And, you know, you point back to the draft, 2013 to 2015, only three players currently playing on this Packers roster today. He is Greg Matzik. Steve Fitty with you on Monday Morning Quarterback, presented by Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Have a great day, Greg. All right, Steve. Take care. Chewing over the Packers, their loss to the Bears, 24-17.